I'm not here because I played for Orlando Pirates. It's a good recognition because it is from God. But I'm here by His grace. In His wisdom, He saw it fit for us as a family to be here today. In this whole family of Jesus Christ. Uh, today we, we're just going to do our I'm going to do the preach. I'm going to zoom on 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 two aspects of what I shared with you on Thursday night. And then but I want more that the testimony of us as a family. Give, give glory to God. And we believe this morning we will be able to share what God has been doing in us. How did we end up being here? Because I know many of you are asking questions, those who follow football. Is it really him? And, 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 and it's understandable. We, you know, celebrities, most of, especially football players, are not expected to be standing on the pulpit. And, pre and preaching the word of God. But this is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I, I, I had flu, but I, I know and I believe that the Holy Spirit is speaking through me. And I want us to start with prayer. Father, we bless your name. King of the universe who blesses us with righteousness by faith through grace in Christ Yeshua. Lord, we know that it is by your grace that we are gathered here this morning. And Father, you, Jesus Christ, is enough for all of us. Jesus Christ is enough for each one of us. And Lord, we acknowledge that. Without Yeshua, our Christ, we can do nothing. Without Jesus Christ, we can do nothing. Oh Lord, we praise your name. You know, as the worship team and, and the house were worshiping you, Lord, it felt like it can be for eternity. That we should not stop giving you glory and honor. For this, you are worthy of, Lord. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of glory. You are worthy of honor. Wisdom and strength and wealth are yours. Father, you are worthy to be worshipped. And we are worshipping you this morning with all our being. 
Father, the life that we live, we no longer live. But you, Lord Jesus, you live it in us. As the worshiper said, we surrender wholly. We withhold nothing. Oh, Holy Spirit, help us not to withhold anything from you. But, Lord, we thank you that you will withhold nothing from us. You are in us and we are in you. May we continue to hold on to you. May we continue, Lord, to abide in you. So that we can experience your sufficiency, Lord. We can experience your abundance to the glory of the Father. Amen. 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 Uh, we, on, on Thursday, we shared on, on the book of John, primarily on chapter 15, but we also looked at chapter 13 and 14. Because the Lord Jesus was having a discussion. He was teaching his disciples about matters of spirituality. He was teaching them the new ways of doing things. And he continuously repeated what he was saying to them. And today, I'm going to repeat these two aspects in more details so that we understand and we get the essence of what Christ is talking about to us. And I, I had pictures of trees because Jesus Christ says, I am the vine and you are the branches. So this, these two pictures were contrasting. They were opposite to one another. The one picture was a picture of a, a, a fruit tree that was trimmed, was, that was pruned. And the other tree was a tree that was unpruned. And pictures stay longer in our minds. And hence, Jesus Christ used analogies, picture stories, so that we can see him in nature, in whenever we see, look at the tree the words of Jesus Christ can come alive. So, now the two aspects of what we read about in John chapter 15 on Thursday night that I want to zoom into. It's John uh, chapter 15 verse 4. John 15 verse 4 to verse 6. And then it says, in this version it says, abide in me. The other version says, remain, the NIV says, remain in me. And I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine. And neither can you unless you abide in me. 
it, Jesus' words are very straightforward. That we must remain in him. Because he is in us. And without him, we cannot bear fruit on our own. We have seen when Jesus spoke to his disciples earlier, he told them, he said, now you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. These are Jews that came from the law, from the background of the law. That means that they believed that they, will, they receive salvation by doing. And now Jesus Christ wanted them to change their mindset. He was preaching them to them a new thing. He calls a new covenant. That they are saved and we are saved by grace. Through his blood. But this, at this point, is something they did not yet understand. Now, it's a new thing. He says, abide in me and I will abide in you. Now, he says, you can do nothing on your own. The works will not save you. But by my grace, I will save you. And my word is the one that cleanses you from the old type of thinking to a new way of thinking that will set you free. Now, now Christ says, I, I am the vine, you are the branches. Now, when you look at the vine with its branches, we see one thing. We see one, one thing. They, there is nothing that say to us, there are, there are two different things. When, we, when you look at a tree, you don't say there are different things in that tree. You see a tree and it's one. That's what Christ is saying. And he's saying, I'm sufficient for you. As, as the vine, I'm the one who provides for all your needs. Now, he's saying remain in me because what I'm going to do on the cross will provide for all your needs will fulfill all the promises of the Father. For the Father is the gardener. The Father is the gardener. So, he will fulfill the promises that the Father has made. And, and, and even more. Let's look at this uh, verse again. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches, and who, he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me, you can do nothing. Now, this is speaking about the unity in Christ. That we with Christ are one. And when we become one with Christ, what is it that we benefit? And how do we become joined and abiding in Jesus Christ. The first thing is, the word of God says, believe in the name of the Son of God. We believe in the name of the Son of God. And, and he said, believe to his disciples, believe in me. 
And whatever you ask, it shall be given to you. He says, believe in me. Secondly, believe in the words that I have spoken to you. For this is the word that cleansed them. This is the, is the word that cleansed the way they thought, the way they did things in the old ways, the word that has come to set them free. The word that has come to set them free. He says, believe also in the works that you have seen me do. Believe in the works that you, you have seen me do. When you believe in those things, you abide in me. But he further goes and say, obey my commandments. Who, who, there, those who obey my commandments abide in me. And they abide in my word. So this is the unity that Christ says it is between him and us. Because we are one in him. Now, now we have the advantage in that, in that now we know with hindsight what happened to Christ. The, the, the disciples didn't understand that he needed to go to the cross and die. And this was this is what he was trying to communicate to them. So that they understand when the time comes. And he says, so that you understand, you, you remember these things. And understand them. But now we have his word. Which the, the God in his wisdom and in his love and his, in, 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 his, in his joy for us, in his plan and purpose for us, has given it to us. And what, 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 what do we do with this word? We trust in it. We trust in it. We have faith in the word of God. And the book of Revelation says, who is this word of God? Jesus Christ is the word of God. So we trust, when we trust fully in this word, in Christ, then we abide in him. We cannot attach ourselves to him when we do not trust in his word. When we do not trust in his promises. And, and yesterday, our, you know, we were sharing the word with my wife. And I, I was filled with sorrow. And, and, and I said, you know, Tidi, how I wish I can trust God this way. That I cannot even have a slightest doubt in my mind. That I agree with every word that he has spoken to us. Because that is abiding in him. We agree with all his promises. We agree with all he said he has given to us. In the book of Deuteronomy, when, when Moses gave the children of Israel the commandments about obedience and disobedience, about blessings and cursing, he said, God said, if you keep my commandments and obey all my words, these are the blessings. And he states all the blessings. And then 
Later he said, if you do not obey my commandments, no, there will be curses. And the curses are the opposite of the blessings. What we're supposed to receive as blessings uh, uh, because of obedience, we receive curses because of disobedience. But came Jesus Christ and he went on the cross and he took on himself all those curses and he gave us his blessings by his grace all those blessings remain and they are for us and we agree with the word of God that those are the blessings that Jesus Christ has given to us he has taken away all our curses but he says trust me these are all your blessings. It's me who sustains you just as the vine sustains the branches. The branches have to do nothing. They do nothing to, to move the vine to provide sustenance for them. They don't even think twice about the sustenance that is due to them. Because they know it's natural that I'm up, they, they, they abide, they are attached to the vine that will provide all that they need. The vine that will support them when it's rainy, when it's shining, when there's wind, when it's cold. But the branches remain attached to the vine. It says to us, we face many challenges. The Lord Jesus says, many are the troubles in this world. Many are, are your tribulations. He was speaking to his disciples, but remember, he's, he, he's speaking to us now. So when I say that, I'm referring to us now. But he says, many troubles in this world for us. But one thing that he said, when he even prayed for his uh, disciples. He said to his father, Father, I do not pray that you should take them away from the, from the world. I, should, I, I do not pray that you take them away from these troubles. I pray that you keep them from the evil one. But when we have troubles, that's when the evil one comes. And that's when the evil one has a third day with us. That's when we begin to, uh, to, to, to doubt. He plants seeds of doubt. But Jesus Christ said, I'm it's okay. As long as you abide in me and you remain in me, you will not be shaken. Your faith shall not waver. Your trust shall not waver. Just as Abraham did not waver in his trust. Just as Abraham was not shaken by the facts before him. Because we are faced, these challenges come to us as facts. They come to us daily as facts. 
When we receive a letter that says you owe us money, we're taking you to the lawyers. And the mind starts running. The enemy says, now do something. Now save yourself. Get a lawyer. Or phone somebody. And yet Yeshua said, when you, up, you remain in me, know that I will take care of that problem. I'm, I'm enough for you in that situation. I'm enough for you in that situation. Do we believe that, Bazalon? Do we believe that? Because that's what we need to do to remain in him. Do we trust in all his promises? Are we in agreement with his word? Do we agree in what the word of God says? Because that's, that, that's where we are. We abide in this word. We must agree, we must agree with it. We must feed from it. We must feed from the word of God, which is Jesus Christ. Let, let us feed from him. Troubles are many, but Lord, keep us from the evil one. In the midst of troubles, keep us from the evil one. So, Bazalwana, we, 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 we come to the, to the second point. And the second point is this. Can I can I have that Bible? Sorry, this is it's got small words, so I'm I'm battling to to read. Oh, thank you. Um, I, I, will, I, will, I will read it from, from uh, chapter 14. I will read it from chapter 14 first. And uh, he says, If you love me, keep my commandments. That is chapter 14, verse 15. Sorry about that. Chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And he says, Most assuredly, I say to you, sorry, chap, uh, uh, chapter 14, verse 12. I'm sorry about that. Chapter 14, verse 12. Most assuredly, I say to you, who, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do. Because I go to the Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That I will do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I, wa I, want, you, I want you to meditate on that. Let's, let's meditate on verse 13. It says, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. So whatever, when you believe, when you believe that I am the Son of God, when you believe in the words that I've spoken to you, then ask whatever you wish and I will give it to you to the glory of the Father. Remember, now he's talking about trusting in him, abiding in him. That means trusting in him, having full faith in him. 
when we are trusting in him and having full faith in him, we can ask, we can ask whatever we wish for. And it shall be given to us. But to his glory. Is it to our glory? It is to the glory of the Father, to the glory of the gardener. I, I showed you the picture of, uh, of the vine. That, you know, when, we, when you look at the vine now full of, of fruit, well trimmed or pruned, it looks beautiful. It looks beautiful. And that's, that's what the father feels when he looks at his garden and says, this is, this is beautiful. And we are part of the garden, isn't it? We are supposed to bear fruit to the glory of the father. Because it's the father who takes the glory. Through Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Now, this point is what he said in chapter 14. Now we go to chapter 15. We're going to zoom into the same point. That he says, whatever we ask in the Father, that, that he shall give to us. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, that, it, that is John 15, verse 7. Sorry. Verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire. And it shall be done for you. Amen. And then we go on to chapter, I mean, same chapter 15, verse 16. We go further down. He says, you did not choose me. But I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. So Jesus keeps on repeating these things. He speaks about abiding in him. That means trusting in him. Trusting in him. Having faith in him. And whatever we ask, it shall be given to him. Whatever we desire, it shall be given to him. Now, the question is, what, whatever we desire, is it only for ourselves? Is it to fulfill the last of the flesh? Is, is, it to, is it to make us feel good? Just for us. Whatever we ask. But, but the, the word of God is saying to us, whatever we ask and whatever we desire, it must be what the Father desires. It must be what the Father desires. Whatever we ask, we must ask ourselves, is it glorifying God? Or is it fulfilling my own fleshly desires? When I ask something for the kingdom, then we are in agreement with the Father. And we are saying, Father, this is to your glory. For the word of God is very clear, Bazalan. Let's take this. Let's take note of this. He says, whatever you ask in my name, it shall be given to you. To the glory of the Father. To the glory of the Father. To the glory of the Father. But the Lord knows, he knows what we need. 
He says in Matthew chapter 6. Do not worry. He says do not worry about what you are going to eat. I'm, I'm, go, I'm going to read that Matthew chapter 6. Okay. And remind ourselves it's a very popular uh, 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 verse. But I'm going to read it. And so that we understand and we get the context of, of what God is talking about. Matthew chapter 6. It's from verse 25. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life. Why should we not worry about our lives really? But remember, when we abide in Him, we have no worry. Like the branches, the branches, they have no worry. They know that the Father will provide for them. That's why He says, do not worry about your life. He's speaking from His wisdom. What, will, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will weigh, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than them? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? the branches don't worry because they abide in the Father they are in agreement with, 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 with the Son they are content in the provision and the fullness of his provision they are con he's speaking to us the same thing today how, how much do we worry what is my enemy? I, I admit it's my enemy. And it is, I strive, I strive every day to abide in him. Every day I strive to trust fully in him. Because when we worry, that's an open door for the evil one to come. Because when we have worries, he sees the opportunity. We know that we know this from Adam and Eve. In the Garden of Eden, they had everything they needed. Everything they needed. Only when God said, "Don't eat from that," and the enemy came and said, "You see." God doesn't want you to have all these things and be like him. So even today, he, says, he comes with the same strategy. He says, you see, Jesus Christ is not doing anything for you. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Make a plan. Mark a plan. Yeah, it's a plan. It's a plan. And, 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 and that's our a first reaction when we are faced with trouble. We begin to worry. Mazalwana, it is our prayer that we get fully attached and abiding in the Lord. So that when trouble comes, 
we rejoice. I must tell you, many of us don't have the joy of the Lord. And the Lord says, my joy is complete in you. But we don't have, Mazalon. Why? It's worry. It stifles that joy. Because we are not abiding in him. Our trust fails us. Our faith uh, uh, fails us. But Jesus Christ today is saying, I have given you my word. Feed in my word. Feed in me. You don't have to worry. Because even when you worry, you don't even add a day. You won't even take away your problems. And that's what he's saying. And he say, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. They do not labor. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and to, uh, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will He not much more clothe you? And, and He says, "You of little faith, you of little trust, we are not abiding in Him. And when we are not abiding in Him, our trust." fails. Fails. But right here, he's speaking to us. He says, abide in me. Whatever you ask, I shall give it to you. I'm enough for you. I'm enough for you like the vine is enough for the branches. It supports the branches. It provides for all that it needs. Without fail. Without fail. Let Let us be the true branches as he is the true vine and abide in him. And he goes on and he says in verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. And, and Bazalan, this is what we have in Christ. Freedom. We have freedom. There's joy. He said we, we will be fruitful when we abide in him. And the fruit of the Spirit is joy. It's love. It's endurance. It's patience. We, we, last I spoke about, you know, when we ask the Lord and pray, we tend to put a time frame on him. And here, the Lord doesn't say anything about times. He's more interested in us trusting in his provision. And, and when we put time frames, then we are setting ourselves out in line with him. We are setting ourselves for a bad space. Because when we ask and we put a time frame and the time comes, it passes. Then we begin to worry. Then we begin to doubt. 
We start looking somewhere else. Yeah, we forget about the promise. We start looking at what can we do. Because the time has passed, there's no answer. And then we fail. We become weak. But when we say, Lord, I am in agreement with you. I know what I've asked of you, you have given it to you, to me. To the glory of the Father. To the glory of the Father. It shall not fail. It shall come to pass. Abraham. God gave him a promise. And Sarah. Against all facts. Against all facts. But in their waiting, Sarah became anxious. And she began to come to have ideas. And she went to Abraham and said, Abraham, we've been waiting, my brother. I don't see anything coming. Let's make a plan. Let's have the. And she came with a plan, and Abraham bought into it. And disaster. The fruit of that plan was disaster. The son Ishmael brought pain to Sarah. It brought even more pain to Abraham. But because of their trust in God and the, and the faithfulness of Jehovah, they repented and aligned themselves to the Lord, to the promises of the Lord. To the promised son that was Isaac. They had to wait 20 years. And God did not fail them. He remained faithful to them. Because they got to a space where they agreed with his promise. Where they trusted in his promise. Irrespective of the time frame. And the word of God says that was granted to Abraham as righteousness. As righteousness. That means Abraham was connected to the father. The father says, Abraham, my servant. And he obeyed my commandments. He was abiding in me. But now we have Christ. By which, Christ, which God was speaking about him through Abraham. Hence, Abraham is the father of those who believe and trust. In the provision and the faithfulness of our father. So, Bazalwana, uh, this is a message to you. This is a message to us to say, let us trust in the Lord. Let us realize the fullness that we have in Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what challenges we face. He is, he is enough for us in those situations. Let us immerse ourselves in the word. Let us immerse ourselves in the word. Let us pray. Our prayers must be aligned. Our prayers must not be selfish prayers. Must be prayers that are aligned to the word of God. Must be prayers that agree with his promise.
promises. Must be prayers that agree with what he has done on the cross. The worship, all the worship songs. I was, I was watching, I was reading all the worship songs. They agree with the word of God. They all agree with what he said. We are more than conquerors in Christ. We are more than conquerors in Him. So when we pray, let us look at our prayers. Are they giving glory? Are they giving glory to God? Or is it only for self-grandizement? Or for self-fulfillment? If it is for self-fulfillment, we better repent and return to the Father and say, Father, this should be to your glory. Because he knows we need certain things. He says, do not run after these things like the pagans do. You know, when, when, when I sit and pray and ask for the Father to give me a big Mercedes Benz, we must ask, what is that Mercedes Benz for? Is it to his glory? Or is it to make me feel good in my cycle? Because those who don't trust God have access to those things. What difference does it make to them if we ask for things that do not glorify God? If that Mercedes bank does glorify God, then we are being fruitful. Because the, 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 the fruit of the Spirit is what will impact the world. It's not material things, Bazalwan. We must not come with the, the belief that when we have material things, it's, it's evidence that God has blessed us. Yes, we need them. He says, I know you need these things. But seek first my kingdom and all its righteousness. Let your asking be right. Let your asking be in agreement with my will. Let my asking be in agreement with my will so that I'm glorified. And when I'm glorified, you will be glorified. Solomon, the wisest of all men in the world, God visited him in his dream. It was not like Solomon was awake. And, and many of us believe that Solomon was awake when God visited. He was sleeping. God visited him in his dream. And he was to take over from his father, David. And then God asked him, Solomon, what do you want me to do for you? Ask anything. Out of all the things, Solomon asked for wisdom. And the word of, he agreed with the word of God that says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. He agreed with that word. God gave them wisdom among uh, 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 greater than anybody in the world. And not only that, he blessed him with material things. It, because his focus was not there. His focus, his prayer, and his request was to glorify God. And these other things will come. God blessed him because he agreed with the will and the promises of God, the word of God. I, I hope it makes sense, Basalo, that we need to refocus our prayers, interrogate our intentions and our motives, because our intentions and our motives must be only towards the glory of God. 
It must be only for the glory of God. And God in his wisdom will bless us. In his wisdom, he will bless us with whatever we need. I'm not saying that uh, we should not pray about our needs. But we highlight these needs knowing that when God gave these needs to us, it is to his Lord. If I, if, if I ask God to give me a million tomorrow, I must certainly be sure that it is to his glory. That this million, when it comes, is not only for me, but it is also for the kingdom of God. That God may be glorified. But if it's only for me, then God is not glorified. It doesn't matter whether he gave me that million, but if it's not to his glory, then there's a problem. Everything that we ask from God to give to us, even our needs, they are to glorify him. Because he said, when you abide in me, and I abide in you, whatever you ask, in my name. I will give it to you. But, but to the Lord of God. Amen. Bazalwana, I think the Spirit of God has spoken. And I thank you, Lord, that you have spoken. And I pray that the seed that is planted in our hearts will grow. That, O oh Lord, will bear fruit. And as you continue to take care of us, as you continue to prune us, we will be able to bear much more fruit. And we know, Lord, that the fruit of the Spirit, the Spirit that is active in us, who helps us, who counsels us, who reminds us of all the things that you have spoken to us, who reminds us of all your promises, that you will continue to fill our hearts to the glory of your name, O oh Lord. To the glory of your name. Hallelujah. Blessed be his name. From everlasting to everlasting.